This episode is brought to you by Empower. While Empower can't tell you who to start at running back each week, they can help you tackle your money questions. Can you retire early? What's your net worth? Will you be able to afford your child's education? With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you can get clarity on your real-life financial goals. Join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. To start today, visit Empower.com. For the second time in my life, I'm guilty of committing a crime. Being horrifically ill-prepared for my fantasy football draft. Cause I doubt my league mates minded my team finishing 3-10. and ten, Earning the ridicule of not just my friends and family, but of every man, woman, and child I've ever encountered. But this season, I find I'm so excited I can barely sit still or hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement. Only a future hashtag foot clan champion can feel. A future champ at the start of a long journey, whose conclusion is dispersing a wide range of insults upon my roommates. Things like, you're one pathetic loser, or you must be a major disappointment to your parents, or my personal favorite, you suck, buttface. You know who's going to be the toilet bowl champion this year? Not me. Not me. To join me on this journey, head to www.ultimatedraftkit.com. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts... Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. What, did you want something? Are there games today? <laughs> wow. They? Still football time. Yeah, it's still football time. <laughs> Welcome into the show. It doesn't happen every time there's a game, Jason. We don't do it on Mondays. Okay, all right. I don't. I'm just, look, I'm still learning the rules. There's, there's. It's the start of the week. You got something yesterday. Got a little bit of something. You had a question mark yeah. on it, but you got something. Yeah, and we got something yesterday. Just a little bit. Just a taste. It'll be okay. We'll have real football time soon enough. Welcome in one and all to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Mike Wright, Jason Moore, Andy Holloway. Back with you. You can find us over on Twitter at the FF Ballers. You can find us on YouTube if you uh those of you watching, hello, greetings. Hello. YouTube.com slash the fantasy footballers. Subscribe. Click the bell. We've got a live stream coming up. A very special oh. one. You're gonna want to be notified. Yes. I'm not going to tell you more than that. We will later, but yeah, I mean, but as of today, just go click the bell. UltimateDraftKit.com. I mean, you you can listen to this show and be prepared for your draft, but you can take it to the next level and pick up the draft kit, the cheat sheet creator, import your league settings, and go to your draft with a plan. And that's what we want you to do. Uh, check that out at UltimateDraftKit.com. Quick reactions to last night's games before we get into the news. And uh, we are doing a mock draft on today's show. 
it's going to be a battle <clears throat> because we are drafting four, five, six, and it's a 10 team, three wide receiver PPR mock draft live. Not sure I feel great being in the middle oh, of yeah. oh. both. I'm like, there is no situation where I will not be sniped. You, every single time you go to picks, <laughs> someone will be sniping right before you. That's it's correct. fantastic. Um, but last night we had a couple of football games. Saw C.J. Stroud get run all over the place. Uh, threw an interception. Faced that uh, pass rush in New England. It's over. Davis Mills looked, it's, it's looked pretty good. Sent Stroud to the bench. It's done. The general. The career is done. Um, the rookies last night were the highlight for me. Uh, mm -hmm. In both games, you, you saw good things from Jordan Addison, <laughs> great things from uh, Tank Dell. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it, you know, Zach Charbonnet didn't get a ton of work. He was fine. He had, he had one kind of, I think, impressive physical play that uh, caught your eye. And then I you love to see the coach's comments after the game, to me, stood out, where – you know, um, Kevin O'Connell coming out and talking about Ty Chandler, mm -hmm. the uh, the backup to Alexander Madison, or battling to be the backup. And then you saw comments from Pete Carroll kind of uh, positive towards Zach Charbonnet, although he did uh, play behind DJ Dallas in this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you mentioned most of the takeaways that Got I Got them all! Uh, to me, <laughs> it was left, Jay? Tank Dell and Ty Chandler. Those were the two takeaways. Uh, I'm going to keep my eyes on... Tank Dell, uh, you've you've got to really focus your eyes on him so you don't miss because uh, he is poquito. He's but a, he's, he's a smaller fellow. He's a small guy, but he looked good. I mean, he's a talented wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You just don't ever really buy into someone of that archetype succeeding for fantasy football just because it's, I don't know, never happened. Um, but he is really good, and he looked the part uh, against NFL defenders. And then, yeah, Ty Chandler – he certainly got the uh, job opportunity given to him to to be that next back for and the Vikings. Really good. Yeah, the coach the coach was very happy with him after the game. Uh, twenty nine yards through the air, forty one yards on the ground, was pretty good. Mike, anything to add? Uh, no, my biggest watch for this was the I wanted to see how the Vikings backups handled and Ty Chandler. It wasn't just running the ball. I mean, the the Kevin O'Connell quote was essentially. We love to see it. He's picking up yards where there wasn't even yards to be picked up. You had he looked pretty good in pass protection as well. Alexander Madison was held out. I think Inwangwu is is currently hurt. He's kind of the the other threat to to be the backup. But when you show out on tape, when the lights are on like that, that makes a big impression on your coach. All right, let's talk news. News and notes from around the league. Presented by USAA Insurance. Well, we don't have uh, adductorindex.com, but George Kittle would be on it. Dealing with a strain in camp, expected to be sidelined for the next week. Already had a groin injury, uh, what was that, uh, last August? Missed some games due to that. This is, I mean, we're... It's part of the resume of it is. George Kittle at this point. Uh, doesn't play complete <clears throat> seasons. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to use the brittle <laughs> word. Won't do it. But, but it rhymes. But people have done it. Uh, and then I wanted to mention this. We didn't talk about it yesterday. Uh, you know. It's just a something to yeah, pay I don't, attention It's to. hard because they don't want to overstate it, and I don't want to understate it, but. Joe Mixon has two legal situations still to be um, 
they still need to figure out what's going on with both of them. He had a, a situation at his home where uh, somebody that was at his residence um, fired a weapon, shot somebody. There's a, a civil lawsuit. At? I don't think, I don't think anybody got actually got hit. In the, yeah, hit in yeah, the, the foot. foot. Oh, hit got hit in, in the, the foot? foot. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, you know, you can go read what took place and transpired. Joe Mixon's being represented uh, in a civil lawsuit as somebody that was uh, partially responsible for that event. And then there is a, a second trial and event that is taking place with regards to, and I don't know all the details, Mike, but it was a brandishing accusation, yeah. intimidation type of thing with a weapon. Is so this... a couple weapon-related things with Joe Mixon that I don't currently think they're going to impact this season. This The the one that's going to trial, of Kyle, hopefully you can correct me if I'm wrong. This was the weird one where it was over the offseason where it's the news came out that it was simply a threat of a firearm then it was perhaps there was actually a brandishing of a firearm it's a and, misdemeanor charge of aggravated menacing yeah, over and, allegations of pointing a gun at a woman back in april and this is and then the the police looked into it and then they dropped the case so we all had kind of moved on but they said at the time we're going to we're we're dropping it for now because we're going to be but we're going to leave it open to gather more information and it has since opened back up so this is there is a jury trial scheduled for Monday, the fourteenth. So it's it's something to keep an eye on. And generally speaking, for the NFL, they wait until things have fully transpired in, in the legal system before they come down and do something. So I'm I don't know how quickly this will move on Monday if this is a vote to go to trial or not. Again, certainly not lawyers. Definitely our least favorite part of, of this job is having to sort through this and figure this stuff out. But it's information that people need to be aware of. There is a situation going on. It's worth saying what we can comment on is that this team has not made roster decisions Correct. that would lead you to believe they're going to be without Joe Mixon in any capacity this year. Travion Williams, Chase Brown. Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, and then Joe Mixon should be the guy. Uh, as opposed to like the Camara situation, they did fill out that backfield in in New Orleans. They knew something was going to happen. Couple of hype train pieces. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's worthy of the actual. Well, yeah, it is. The Eagles won definitely. So let's start there, and then I'll circle back to to the Buffalo situation. But a lot of reports out of camp regarding the running back room in Philadelphia. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell has increasingly been the team's early. Uh, early down back. He's had more than double the early down touches in training camp than any other running back. He's catching passes. Uh, the reports coming out of Eagles beat writer uh, Shamus Clancy says he's had a much stronger camp than any other back. Vast majority of first team carries. So when you look at the landscape in Philadelphia, you have two players that were brought in on one-year contracts, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift. You have uh, incumbents in Kenneth Gainwell, who who got play last year alongside Miles Sanders and company. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. Uh, you got Boston Scott in, in the picture, and then you have Trey Sermon, who was actually on the roster last year. And if you read what beat writers are talking about with Trey Sermon, they're not treating him like somebody on the roster bubble. They're giving him opportunities. Uh, in fact, uh, Rashad Penny, I think, has the second fewest first-team opportunities at this point. So this is kind of a red alert situation. They, it is. They listed five backs 
as their number one running back. <laughs> yeah, the, the, their, their official <laughs> depth chart was hysterical because it, it looks like everybody's normal depth chart. You know, you, oh, who's the quarterback one? Who's the quarterback two? And then at running back, they just got rid of all the positions and put five players with slashes. Just They're all the same. It, it, so what jumps out to me, and see if you <clears throat> agree with this, but like Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, draft investments, which they've been the higher draft investments, they seem extremely risky. Like, I think we could have a surprise cut of the of DeAndre Swift. <clears throat> like, that type of thing could happen because right now he looks like they're basically saying he's getting less and less involved throughout the training camp time period. Only going to be a third down back. I, I I just wonder if Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the back to own. Yeah, th there's a a real strong possibility that there isn't a back to to roster here because you know if if Kenny Gainwell is more of the between the twenties type of running back, um, he he's not going to score enough fantasy points. Um, I think they might just have a massive rotation here, and we'll have to wait and see. They're, not all of these players are going to make the roster, so um, I think the way that one beat reporter put it was with Rashad Penny, he is either really on the roster bubble and might not make the team, or they're so confident that he is their one that they're resting him. That, that was his takeaway, and it's like, no one knows. No one has any idea what this rotation is going to look like right now. Yeah, so it just casts a big shadow of doubt over, you know, all of these players, and they could certainly get by with a more Kansas City Chiefs backfield committee situation. I mean, these are the two Super Bowl teams, and they both don't really have a 1A. It's like 1A, 1B, 1C, you know, combination. I would say it. I think the, the biggest – Takeaway for me is I agree. We don't – this is a – it seems like it's a bigger mess than we had hoped for. I've made some adjustments. I've kind of been on Team Rashad Penny the entire offseason, and I have to slowly back away from that with the information we currently have. But the bigger takeaway is DeAndre Swift is still being drafted in on sleeper right now in the sixth round. Like this is a – this is a full red alert for you can't spend a six-rounder on DeAndre Swift with this type of information. Rashad Penny becomes a pretty iffy pick, but he's you know he's going back in the ninth round. Meanwhile, Kenneth Gainwell, he, he's in, he, like that's the end of the end of your draft. Like if you're in a home league, he's going to be a a sneaky last round or second to last round of your positional players. So I, I'm I'm more open to the idea of him. I'm, more bullish than Jason laid out because Gainwell does have pass catching in his profile. Like Rashad Penny, that's he's never been used like that in the pros, but Kenny Gainwell can get it done in all aspects. So if he ends up being the majority running back, I think he's going to have a very strong season. 5'9", uh, 200, only 121 career rushing attempts, has had 79 targets over two years, 56 receptions on those 79 targets. Let's pay close attention for the next couple of weeks in Philadelphia. Yep. And now let's move on to the running back room in Buffalo. Damian Harris missing time lately, knee injury. Um, but when you look at what B-Riders are talking about, Buffalo camp, Jason, most impressive players at camp thus far, James Cook, mm -hmm. uh, who's going to have a huge opportunity with the first team this year. Great pass-catching ability. Dalton Kincaid, the rookie uh, tight end. In fact, both tight ends are having great camps. Mm-hmm. And Latavius Murray. <laughs> oh, what is happening? La, la, Latavius. <laughs> I, you know, 
I it's funny because like two days ago I said that the team added these backs and they want production from them. They don't care about our fantasy football hierarchy or who we think can contribute or whether we think Damian Harris never got a fair shake in New England, blah, 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 blah. Here's what they care about. Latavius Murray has gone out there, got it done in practice, huge plays. I mean, they're 71-yard touchdown in practice the other day, chunk play after chunk play. He's 33. Yeah. He's, How is he ripping off a 71-yard touchdown? Is this the drill where you can't tackle? I mean, <laughs> at, at this point in time, Latavius Murray, who has been – you know, he's had spurts of, of value in New Orleans and then Denver. Like, it's looking right now like Latavius Murray is going to have real opportunities on the goal line for this team. That's yeah. what I think is going to happen. And, and he's I, fully irrelevant for your fantasy leagues as far as drafting him. But what, what that does matter for is James Cook. Uh, James Cook, to me, is a very exciting back. His his drum beat the entire from from uh from mini camp training camp ev- strong. has been everyone said he is the star of Buffalo's camp. The issue becomes for fantasy purposes: will he be allowed to have touchdowns inside the you know in the green zone? Is that going to be a role that they'll even put him on the field for? Because in training camp right now, it looks like it's not. Now he can get his touchdowns from you know ten yards out, twenty yards out, forty yards out, and I think you'll see some of those. Uh, but if Latavius Murray keeps playing as well as he has been playing in camp, then when they get down near the goal line, is going to be the 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 bigger, stronger Murray in there. If it you're, could uh, leave Damian Harris in a precarious situation too. Could. If Murray's the goal line and James Cook is getting a lot of like Damian Harris is not going to catch passes. No. So then, like, you're getting some <clears throat> spelling of James Cook snaps and. Yep. It's a situation we will be keeping an eye on, and I would just throw out, if you're playing Dynasty, Latavius Murray could could be on that waiver wire. Like when, when people had to make cuts to put those rookies, I'm sure if, if Latavius was on my team, I'd be like, oh, easy. That's an easy cut. 33? Ah, get out of here. But he might be there. That was today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at usaa.com slash insurance. The Fantasy Footballers Mock Draft. Oh, boy. Yeah, don't mind me. That was an intentional sound you made. Mm-hmm. That was an inadvertent. That was a roar. Yeah. Uh, that was a little bit lazy on the roar side. I'm I'm reserved, Andy. Sometimes Pre- lions are sleepy. Preseason levels? Yes, it was a preseason roar. Uh, we are hopping into a mock draft live on the show today, head-to-head-to-head. To head to head. Three of us going at it. Ten-team draft. First time we've done a mock draft ten-team format. We've had that request. Also doing a full PPR, not a half PPR, and we're throwing three wide receivers into the starting lineup along with two running backs, a quarterback, a tight end, and a flex and four bench. So it's going to be a little different, Jason. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little different. I'm starting at the four spot. Um, and the fact that it's full PPR uh, right now, we could say that the draft started with Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, and Austin Eckler, um, which I don't – I mean, in a full PPR, those are three likely picks up top. Now sitting here at the four, I have to decide between – to me, it's Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup. In a full PPR, Cooper Cup – I mean, he should be the wide receiver one, but 
Since he's running. He, yeah, he's running. He's back. But since he carries a little bit more risk with the risk of Matthew Stafford staying healthy without a good offensive line and and his own injuries coming back from, you know, the injury last season, having the injury currently, I I can't take that risk when Jamar Chase is sitting there. So I will select Jamar Chase. You're a monster. Yeah, I know you wanted him. <laughs> Uh, I, w I did want to jump in real quick and just talk about the difference between half and full PPR and how certain fantasy wide receivers do perform differently based on those formats, you know, where, um, you know, Christian Watson, Deontay Johnson, Gabe Davis, Josh Palmer, we looked at their performance. Um, there were only five wide receivers that shifted more than three spots based on the format change. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, those were those guys. Um, Christian Watson... Uh, in full, he was down six Let's spots. Say he moved down because he was all just – it was one catch. It's big play guy. Um, whereas like someone like Deontay Johnson, seven spots better in a full PPR because he's a possession type of receiver. Gabe Davis makes perfect sense. You bring him into a half or a standard format, the value goes up. Babe Davis <clears throat> makes big plays. Gabe the babe. Um, and then like Josh Palmer is five-spot difference, better in full. Adam Thielen better in full, you know, you got to break it down by that big play versus Moved like possession. From wide receiver 80 to 31 to 36, <laughs> Mike. The, the the Adam Thielen like the turning on Adam Thielen, it's ageism. You're both guilty of it. There's no need to be that I mean, you used to like the guy. I love yeah. I yeah. love Adam Thielen. And There's then, no, it's not, not like you not, had I love Adam Thielen. Not lies. For, not for no. fantasy. Dirty lies. Not for fantasy. I hate Adam Thielen for fantasy in twenty twenty three because he's uh, the only reason is because he's not gonna be good. Um for fantasy. I love Adam Thielen the man, and I have been a big proponent of him for fantasy when he was good. Yeah. Andy's voice tells me he didn't draft Adam Thielen last year. So, yeah, and you, pretending did. like he had 50 spots <laughs> difference from where he finished, tells me you did. Yeah, I did. So that's how a, that's like uh, the retrospective <laughs> ADP is based on your biases. Uh, Jason went with Jamar Chase. The only question mark around Chase is whether Joe Burrow will be out there in week one. There's a brand-new injury uh, blitz podcast, 33 minutes long. Uh oh, it's beefy. From Matthew Betts that just hit our uh, Patreon at jointhefoot.com. Was listening this morning. Uh, he threw shade on the idea that, you know, Cincinnati came out and thought it was a, you know, a grade one injury for Joe Burrow. He says that's hogwash. You know, it was definitely a grade two injury. So it's very questionable of whether he'll be back and ready to go. Okay. So that could put Jamar Chase in a different quarterback category for a couple of weeks. But, look, Jamar Chase is just too good of a ceiling to pass on there. I actually am having a hard time right here. It's not Cooper Cup. I'm not I'm not worried about Cooper Cup right here. I'm not going to take him because I have Tyreek Hill ranked higher than Cooper Cup. I don't have to worry about the injury situation. I don't have to worry about a fragile line and a fragile, fragile quarterback and a fragile hamstring. So well, maybe the fragile quarterback. But Tyreek Hill I have ranked higher, so he he would be the pick here as three wide receiver. However, I am facing a dilemma. It's a 10-team league. I like the value of having the premium tight end oh. when you're in a 10-team format uh, because it's, it's just even more of an advantage than it is in a 12- or 14-team league. Travis Kelsey at, at 105 as a marked advantage uh, above you two gentlemen it's interesting. 
So that's what I'm debating is the Tyreek Hill versus Travis Kelsey. I figured because of the 10-team format here that one of you two would be selecting Kelsey. It is one of those things where every team is going to be a little bit better than what you're used to seeing in 12-team leagues. And so you really do need the positional difference makers who will give you an advantage over over other uh, teams. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I'm going to let the three wide receiver format uh, win it out for me. It's just such an expensive pick for Travis Kelsey. Thought long and hard about it, but um, Jason has Jamar Chase. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill here at the 105 and hand that Kelsey baton to Mike, see what he wants to do here, whether he goes with Cooper Cup or not. Uh, I knew as soon as Eckler was the, the number three pick, I knew I would just get whoever was left over of the big wide receivers. So now I just have to worry about is Cooper Cup number one or number two. All right. The rest of the first round, Kelsey went right after our three wide receiver picks. Then CeeDee Lamb, who's been having an amazing camp in Dallas, Bijan Robinson, and Stephon Diggs rounding out the top ten. We'll circle back to the second round in a second. All right, we're through one round. Full PPR, 10-team, three-wide receiver, mock draft. Jason has Jamar Chase. I have Tyreek Hill. Mike has Cooper Cup. And here we go in the second round. Saquon off the board first, then Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, and A.J. Brown. We are back. Mike is on the clock. Someone to pair with Cooper Cup. So... I am really struggling here with this pick, which sounds a little bit ridiculous, but let me explain. So in my rankings, now maybe this this is tough here. It's it's Devontae Adams is clearly my highest ranked wide receiver. He's sitting at wide receiver eight for me. And, and yet I find myself struggling. Do I go with him or in the because it's the PPR, do I take the safety of Amon Ra and eliminate the the hullabaloo of the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know, Andy, you'd, you're strongly – Would you would just be like, yep, Devontae Adams. The full PPR and my – I'm very bullish on Amon Ra as well. So I, I'm very comfortable with whoever you decide to take. And then at the at the running back position, like because it's three wide receiver, full PPR with the flex, this is if you are going to go with a, a hero RB or a zero RB build, this is where you do it. This is This is exactly where you do it. But Tony Pollard is there. I think he's going to catch a whole bunch of passes as well. And I I feel very comfortable with him. And I, I guess there is a little bit of discomfort going with Devontae Adams, which is one of those things that could be very, very silly in about four weeks. But I'm going to go – I'm going to take Tony Pollard here. Yes! Well, that's great because <laughs> Jason, Jason knows what the situation is uh, and – I'm going to take Devontae Adams in the second round. So Jason yes! will Jason will be able to select who he desires. What are, what are the fist pumps for? The fist pumps are for Amon Ross St. Brown. Nice. Uh, I would I, – I, I mean, he's – in PPR for me, he's clearly the highest-ranked guy here. He's ahead of a lot of people that, uh, you know, would usually go ahead of him. I think at a full PPR, three wide receiver to get uh, Amon Ross in the second is a delight. I was worried because, to me, there was Devontae Adams – and there was uh, Amon Ra. I would have taken Amon Ra over Devontae Adams just for the whole avoiding 
the chance that the Raiders implode. Yeah, I mean, last year Devontae Adams had 44 more targets than Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm very cozy with Adams. I think I would have been cozy with Amon Ra had Mike taken Adams. So through two rounds, Mike has Cup and Pollard, the only one of us with a running back on the roster. Mm -hmm. I have Hill and Adams. Jason has Chase and Amon Ra St. Brown. The rest of the second round went three running backs, unfortunately. Henry, Taylor, Jacobs. Jacobs now at 210 in this uh, mock draft. Jalen Waddle. I love Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs. They're just right next to each other where it's like, uh, okay, the the tier is like, we got to take the chance on them now at the back of the second. But every time I'm looking at those guys, I'm like, right now, uh, no thank you. Jalen Waddle, Garrett Wilson, and Jalen Hurts off the board in the third round. Jason, I'm already – I can tell you right now, I I hate being in between both of you two because at every at every moment I get to listen to analysis of maybe you taking my player. Yeah. So go ahead and make your selection, Mr. Jamar Chase, Amon Ross, St. Brown. You should already know who I am selecting. This is an automatic yeah. for me this year. The fact that it's a 10-team league, you know – I, th I thought about it in the second because yeah. I'm mapping it out of we're, we're headed back out in the third round and Jason's in front of me and I know that – if I don't take that player here, I'm not going to get him. Yeah, the positional advantage, there are only two to me at the tight end position. It's Travis Kelsey and it's Mark Andrews. I am much happier to have Mark Andrews paired with Jamar Chase in the first than I would have been, you know, Travis Kelsey and what wide receivers left on the board right now. It would have been uh, T. Higgins or someone like that. I would have taken Mark Andrews. And uh, I haven't done that very much. But in this format in the third round, <clears throat> I definitely would have taken him. So. We're right on schedule with the <laughs> with the uh, round by round the snipe, sniping. Yeah. Uh, however, it does leave me with uh, I think the best running back on the board, especially in a full PPR. I'm sorry, but I am taking Ramondre Stevenson in the okay. third round. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because for those tracking, look, because we get the people who are like tracking the mock draft. And looking at the rankings, it's like Mike, you have Ramondre so much you have a few spots higher than Tony Pollard. Yeah, I do. But Ramondre Stevens Stevenson, I was playing a little bit of a gamble that Ramondre was going to drop to me with my next pick. So it almost I, worked. It almost worked. Got all the way back to one spot before you. Can you can you explain that one more <clears throat> time? Because we had a show last week, top ten running backs. There were YouTube comments and tweets and uh, exasperated uh, individuals because, look, Mike's got Ramondre at three, so he likes him better than these players. But talk about what you just said. Just because sure. you have him ranked at three where you think he will finish the season doesn't mean that you just draft him ahead of other players. Absolutely. This is – I don't mind. Like, if people if, – if, if you're out there and you're as bullish on Ramondre as I am, I don't care about – take him in the second round. That's That's perfectly fine. But you have to know – What's going on in the market? You have you have to use the ADP to your advantage because it's it would be ending up with Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson is an incredible get for my team. But if I take Ramondre Stevenson there at two point five, there is a zero dot zero chance that I get Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson. Where I took the gamble, it didn't work out, but I do have a a decent percentage chance if I'm targeting both those running backs. I could get them both. 
but I definitely can if I start with the player who's, uh, even though he's ranked higher for me, he's he's lower in the ADP. So you got to these are you you pick your you pick your spots where you want to take these chances. You were one, Andy away from Ramondre in the third, being able right. to stack those two players, but you can't. So Cooper Cup, Tony Pollard, and uh, you know Olave is on the board. Yes, he is, but not anymore. <laughs> that was the the only thing that that gave me comfort. I in figured the, in the moment was like I'm like oh Ramondre is going to drop to me. I honestly thought, man, if I played the game and Ramondre drops to me and Olave did drop to me, I would I would have had an existential crisis with that third Staring round pick. Staring them both down, but you you made it easier for me. Chris Olave there as my my runner up for the third round. I love Chris Olave. I've Talked about it a lot. He was outpacing Garrett Wilson as a rookie. He just happened to miss a few games. His yards per route run, targets per route run are like truly in the elite category. I think by next year, we're talking about Olave as one of the true elite wide receivers. Also, beat writers talking about contested catches becoming a part of his repertoire in camp this year. Yeah, his, in the again, training camp, got to filter everything, but everything is, has been incredibly positive. For Mr. Olave. Well, after Olave in the third round, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow back-to-back, -back, <clears throat> then T. Higgins, Burrow's teammate, D.K. Metcalf. I had some dreams of Metcalf sliding all the way back. They're dead. Devontae Smith went next, and then a trifecta of running backs, ETN, Brees Hall, and Najee Harris. So, Mike, uh, three running backs went off the board real quick. You are back on the clock with the fifth pick of the fourth round. I'm going to take a pick that our own – Kyle Borgannoni is probably mm. screaming, don't do it, don't do it. Right, I hates hate it. this player. But it's Mr. Keenan Allen. It, it is the quintessential PPR. Him and Amon Ross St. Brown are the PPR bros. I definitely have some, uh, <laughs> some real fragility on this roster build going with Cooper Cup and Keenan Allen, two of the not young wide receivers in the NFL, but I still believe that they have at least one more year left. We're in a three-wide receiver league, still two running backs, quarterback, tight end, flex. This is the position in a three-wide receiver league where I'm actually not looking to fill my third-wide receiver, especially in a 10-team. Like if the player's there that jumps off that I have to have, sure. But there's a lot of wide receivers I still love. I love Debo Samuel. I love Ridley. Um, I, I love DJ Moore. I, I think that I can fill that third spot and prioritize a very difficult position to fill at running back here. If Ramondre wasn't on the board at 305, let's say Jason took him at 304, my pick would have been rookie Jameer Gibbs. Mm -hmm. He's on the board at 406 here in a full PPR. That would be a great pick. And so Stevenson Gibbs at... Oh, after, you took him. Yeah, after going Tyreek Hill... And Devontae Adams, to me, is a, a, a brilliant start in this, if I say so myself. Yeah, yeah. Just a brilliant, <laughs> magnificent start. Now, I'm really happy with that. I'm going to hand it back to Jason here. He has Chase, Amon Ra, and Mark Andrews. Yeah, so I was looking at a couple of running backs that I really hoped got back to me. It was Jameer Gibbs and Joe Mixon. For my specific team, I would usually take Jameer Gibbs first. He's younger, more explosive, and this is a full PPR. He's a pass-catching monster um however i have amon ross st brown and i really didn't want to go that heavy in my first four picks even with your earlier lion roar 
yeah, even with that roar, I mean, it's you know, I, I mm. get it. You would false think. advertising, uh, false roaring. But we talked about it. Joe Mixon was on pace for like a hundred targets in his games played last year. They lose Samaj P. Ryan. I know he's got the legal stuff we talked about, but at this point in the fourth round, when I don't have a running back to be able to take, you know, a, a star like that, I will take Joe Mixon. All right, Joe Mixon to Jason's roster. Kenneth Walker, Debo, oh Debo, you're you're the you're bangled up over there, Jay. Yeah, I am, and and it's ironic because I talked about Amon Ra and uh, Jameer Gibbs not wanting them. It's the difference between what I believe in the Bengals versus the Lions. I think both are good, but the Bengals are clearly a better offense. And technically, the roar also works with the Bengals, so <clears throat> you're in good shape. Oh, good, Debo, uh, Aaron <laughs> Jones. You it was right there for I you, know, Jay. You I could know. have said it wasn't a lion. All right, J Justin Fields, first pick of the fifth round, TJ Hawkinson, Amari Cooper, Jason, back on the clock. Uh, some of the top running backs by ADP right now, one of them, he didn't play last night. Good. Because he's the dude, and Devin Singletary did. Uh, that, Damian Pierce. I think that we didn't bring that up at the beginning, but that is definitely a signal to follow. That Much like Alexander Madison did not play for the Minnesota Vikings, Damian Pierce didn't play, and Devin Singletary, the backup, did. All right, Jason, you are sitting here with Chase, Amon Ross, St. Brown, two wide receivers. You got a tight end in Andrews and just picked up Mixon. Yeah, this is the round where I think that the value at quarterback <clears throat> to take a really difference-making – you know, this, we talked about a 10-team. 10, 10 You've got to have those positional <laughs> advantages. Um I'm just trying to decide between two quarterbacks that I love. Usually, right. Lamar Jackson is off the board here. You're going double onesies. I'm going double onesies when when I you know it's it's a a third and a fifth, and I think both are actually good values. Um, they will. I, I think they'll make a big difference for me. Is this a four point or a six point per passing touchdown league? Hmm. Because that's the I difference. I don't know, Kamish. What is this? Four means I take Lamar Jackson. It's also the stack. It is also the stack. I don't with even Mark know how Andrews. you would consider going Justin Herbert there when you have Mark Andrews. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I just love <laughs> Herbert. So here's here's why, Mike. Uh, the reason why is because the plan this year for me is usually to to take either Andrews in the third round and then Herbert or Fields in the fifth, and the plan came, you know. <laughs> it was like, oh, you can do this. But that's because usually Lamar Jackson's not here. So I'll just take the value. All and, right. I'm going to. And the stack. I'm going to circle back to wide receiver position here. Uh, when you have Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, you have, I don't know, maybe 400 targets already coming your way. Let's me take a higher upside chance on a wide receiver <laughs> here in the fifth round, a guy that could be top 12 on an offense I love. I'm taking Calvin Ridley in the middle of the fifth round to pair with Adams and Tyreek. Mm. Did you want him? He was in the I, – I had kind of narrowed it down to a few players, and he was definitely in there. Of Excellent. Uh, the, the, the idea of him being my flex, like, like Calvin Ridley with that upside as your flex player, is was, was very intriguing to me. So, so Lamar didn't make it to me. That's what I was really hoping for. However, Justin Herbert, my stackable quarterback, because I did draft Keenan Allen, I have Justin Herbert sitting – oh, let me switch this. Justin Herbert, uh, to me right now, is quarterback seven in a four-point passing touchdown format. Really believe that the bounce back will happen for him this year with Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. Just doing a quick double-check from the rest of the 
uh, you know, like Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, uh, JK2L, Dobbins. Those are the top three ADP running backs. And then it's we're in this we're in this kind of weird wide receiver zone or or, or tier or bucket of Hopkins, McLaurin, DJ Moore, Drake London, who I have risen on. But I think I can play a game and still love one of the players coming back. Meanwhile, if I don't get Herbert because I'm not on the team Trevor Lawrence, I won't have what I view as an elite quarterback exiting the draft. And so you went with Justin Herbert. I did. Okay. Justin Herbert to Mike's roster. McLaurin, Judy, Kittle, and Pierce round out the fifth round. Drake London, J.K. Dobbins, D.J. Moore starting the sixth round. DeAndre Hopkins off the board right ahead of Mike. And you, well, you've got yourself three wide receivers so far. You've got Tony Pollard and Justin Herbert, and you're on the clock, Mr. Let's, Mike. Let's make that two running backs. We'll just uh -huh. make this one quick and easy. Uh -huh. It is Mr. Alexander Madison who remains – a lower ADP running back. He remains a very polarizing running back. Feels like either you are in or you are completely out, and I remain in. All right, uh, I am on the clock. I am the only one of us without a quarterback yet, and so Trevor Lawrence here in the sixth round in a 10-team league where I need to have some elite play to pair with Calvin Ridley, oh, it seems like worked the, out. the yeah. perfect situation. The I, I'm a little bit... <laughs> Do uh -oh. you think I'm guaranteed to go that direction? Uh, I, I I thought you were going that direction. Before it got to you, I hoped that somehow you wouldn't notice him there and that you would miss <laughs> him so I could make fun of you for not yeah. completing the stack. But are you maybe going to choose Here, that Here's the path? problem. The problem is, is that I see a significant tear drop at the running back position if I don't take Miles Sanders here. Mm. And this is, uh, you know... We're in a three wide receiver league. I and but it's ten team. I like the depth at wide receiver. I can get a lot of wide receivers later on that I can take flyers on that I like that will drop. If I don't take Trevor Lawrence, I could take Miles Sanders and add him to Ramondre and Gibbs, and then I could wait and I could take another one of these quarterbacks, but you're dropping down a tier. Um I think I'm gonna go that direction. Uh, I'm gonna take Miles Sanders. No, you <laughs> son of a gun! I needed him. I, yeah, you there did. was a huge tear yeah, break did. at the running back position. <laughs> oh, it was there now? <laughs> son of a gun! I'm sitting here trying to talk you into taking Trevor Lawrence. You know that that's a push comes to shove oh. situation where it's like more fun to take Lawrence, but Dick, Sanders was, Sanders was the right pick. I, I've only got one running back. I needed I Miles Sanders. Now at running back, it's like there are. Guys that I think are have a chance, like Cam Akers. Cameron. Yeah, Cameron could be very, very good this year. I, I also think James Conner in a PPR where he catches the ball a lot, I think he's good. But that's a huge break to me between the – There is the, a chance I get Lawrence still. Because I'm, nope, you I'm have, drafting you, him. I take you're gonna pair Trevor him with Lawrence Lamar Jackson. and Lamar Jackson. Yep. Just immediately offer a trade for Miles Sanders. I am eight picks away, but there's uh, the problem will be team two has no quarterback, but the other three teams have one. Well, so now, this, who it, do you want, Jason? I, uh, I see Gus I was, Edwards is there. I was ill-prepared because I... Oh, you dirty, rotten scoundrel. Um, very mad at you. Yeah. So, I still only have one running back. Man, there's... Can you just go back and undo that pick? <laughs> I am so tilted are you right not, now. Are you not in the place where you were with Cam Akers? Um um, he's sitting there, James Conner. Uh, no, mean, I, I mean that. That's I. W I would be you and James Conner about the same age. 
Oh, there was one player left that I really liked, and it was Miles Sanders. I, I think Tyler Lockett is a good value, but he'll come back to me in the next round. I don't need to take him here. He'd probably be the wide receiver I would take ahead of everybody anyway. So I, so then I'm forced to go running back. And now um, you're stuck feeling like you're settling. Yeah, and I'm settling on Cameron, but Cam I'm going to take him. Dang, Cam Akers, it. Waller, Godwin, no! Watson, Pitts. Duh! Dre, yes! Yeah! Yes! Yeah! Team two got him. I, Trevor I knew, Lawrence. Uh, Thank you, team two. Trevor Lawrence off the board. It was one. I knew that was the one. I knew he would. Oh, I knew there was good. a chance I'd get him, but that's okay. I got a contingency plan. Michael Pittman off the board. Jason, you're back on the clock. Oh! Hey, team three got me. So close me. to the best draft ever. Team three got me. Darren Waller was. Oh, the target? Was set up. Yeah. Okay, so we're all, all right. disappointed. This worked out as expected where I get uh, in the seventh round Tyler Lockett. I, I still believe the value of Tyler Lockett in the seventh round is one of the easiest picks in all of fantasy because he's even if he's not a top 15 wide receiver as he's been every year, he's going to outproduce this this low of a value. Okay. Little bit of a dance to do here again. Uh, I'm going to be honest, since you guys have quarterbacks, I want Deshaun Watson. That's my target. But by sleeper ADP, Dak Prescott is ranked higher, and there's only one team after me here in the draft. This is where 10-team is, is kind of wild because there's only two teams right now without a quarterback. It's Team 10 and myself. So I don't think I have to take Deshaun Watson here. I'm going to play the gamble again. And Not, I, you not know, only do you not have to take Deshaun Watson here, you don't have to take him anywhere you could I, I thought your I, I thought what you were doing when you made that pivot because you lost your stack with Cal, Calvin Ridley I know you also like Tua and yep, so I I'm thought totally you were playing the game yeah. with Tua because your first pick was Tyree Kill and you'd have that stack totally totally fine with that and so uh here I'm gonna I'm gonna turn back towards uh it's either tight end with Dallas Goddard who I've ranked at number three right now or it's going to be one of these wide receivers I love, Ayuk, Mark Hollywood Brown. I told myself I'd go really quick with this pick, but I'm having a hard time. Um, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Mike Evans. All right, taking Mike Evans right. a little bit outside of the ADP because I want a quarterback next round. Mike, you're on the clock. I dig it. You have Mike Evans. Which there are certainly some questions about Mike Evans, but having him in the as a fourth wide receiver, maybe as your flex play, I think that's that's super interesting. I'm going to go with Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Yep. Uh, number one wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Carries a ton of risk due to who in the heck is the quarterback? We just don't know. Kamara, Swift, Ayuk, who I was looking at. Dallas Goddard and Dak Prescott go to Team 10. Goddard off the board there, so it looks like I'm punting tight end. Mike Williams, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, and Mike, you are back on the clock. Yeah, Dallas Goddard would have been in contention here uh for me had he dropped now we're looking at the tight ends evan ingram who i do like but i also accept the reality that he had, it'll be some spike games and probably not as consistent as you hope uh the muth I, I don't think we've talked about the muth enough uh as as a, a tight end who's just had a great career to start if kenny pickett is actually going to take that level up i think that's going to help with muth what are, where, Top ten tight end show on Monday. Uh, yeah, where where I'm really torn here though is I think that Deontay Johnson here in the eighth PPR, Andy, you brought it up. He's one of those guys that finished much higher 
I mean, certainly zero touchdowns on the year will do that to you. But if I wanted to target the Muth later, I don't want to have Deontay and the Muth, but I, I, I don't know if the Muth will make it back to me, so I'm just going to take Deontay. All right, I am going to keep punting the quarterback down the list. I'm the only team without one. And in a 10 team, I'm going to I'm going to take that gamble. I can keep waiting and waiting, which gives me some other options. I like some of these names at the running back position right now. And uh for the first time this season, oh, is it Javante time? Fresh off. No! Fresh. Yeah! <laughs> You're driving me insane. You are driving me I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I can't believe I'm like I I I was on, oh, Mike was on the clock and I'm like oh good Andy's taking his quarterback so I get Javante I need him because he took Miles Sanders and I was left with Cameron I need another shot so Javante was oh, all that was left oh man oh and then you hear me say I'm gonna flip this table over first you hear me say I'm gonna keep kicking the quarterback down the line oh uh, by the way the most recent report on Javante. He's 100% according to his own staff. And he's on my team. It, that was the greatest mock draft reaction I've ever heard. Someone clip it. and We need that on socials. It, it, First it, murder threat in a mock this year. It still makes no sense. How is Javante possibly, possibly 100% with that oh. knee injury? It makes no sense. All right, Jay. I quit. <laughs> I quit this draft. Oh, oh you have to make another settle pick here. Oh, I do. I have to make another settle pick. Um, the wide receivers that are here, to me, uh, there, there's a handful of them that I like um, that will come back to me. The, all, the, all the rookies that are still available, I would take any of them at my next pick. So I'm going to take a shot on another running back. I, I felt like because I have you know only Mixon and Cameron Acres uh, that I, I I really want another running back. So I'm looking for upside here. We talked about him, but James Cook yeah. is a pass catching yep. back on a great offense. He's a second year player. He's young. He's explosive, and he's been the talk of the town. So I will uh, take James Cook here. Makes perfect sense. Uh, love the pick. Would have been the pick if Javante wasn't there. Wanted to draft Javante for the first time. Jason, uh, after Cook after Cook went Kirk, Pacheco, Addison, who I'm sure was on your radar. Addison was who I wanted to come back to me the most. Montgomery, Traylon Burks, having a great camp. Rashad White, a great value at 903. I'm sure Mike was targeting him. Yeah, I was. It was really tight between Deontay or adding and Rashad White as my third running back. Uh, the, the gambles are not they're not paying off for me here. What am I drafting? One hundred six. So Jason, Jason, I, I like my team, but I'm so mad at you, Andy, because it should be <laughs> it should be significantly better with a couple different picks. Um, you can make me mad here. I will. I hope. Um, I'm going to take Jahan Dotson. Uh, I know nope. a player, <laughs> a player that I know you really like. I do. Uh, wide receiver position. Dotson. There you go. We've got yeah. Dotson here. Uh, it's a great pick, obviously, uh, but I was actually targeting the rookie from Seattle, Jackson Smith and Jigba, yeah. in I, a PPR league. I thought maybe you'd take him. I have Tyler Lockett, so he, oh, was, that's right. he was kind of off my board. All right, so Dodson and Smith and Jigba, Mike, you are on the clock. You've gone wide receiver the last couple rounds with Hollywood and Deontay, both great values in the seventh and eighth round. You're back up. And looking at, so I only have the two running backs for this particular draft I have four more picks so I, I need to start 
padding at least a little bit. And looking at who's there, you know, we're talking A.J. Dillon, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, Rashad Penny, who would have been very exciting until the Eagles are, are raining on my parade here. But there is one man who used to be my champion who should be catching way more passes. Maybe this is the first time we actually get Antonio Gibson utilized the way that he is supposed to be used. But Antonio Antonio Gibson, pass catching running back in a PPR league in the ninth round, sign me up. His uh, running mate, back to back ninth round picks. Brian Robinson went next, then Pickens, also having a a pretty good camp. AJ Dillon, Quentin Johnston, he was on the radar, going at nine ten. Brandon Cooks, Kadarius Tony, Fryermuth, and Juju. Mike, you are uh, you do need a tight end over these next three picks, otherwise you're free. I do, and that's actually that's right where I'm going to go. Fryer, I I could have gotten Fryermuth, uh, had I not gone with Deontay Johnson. But again, I'm I'm not really comfortable stacking up that many Pittsburgh Steelers. Should the passing attack not improve the way that we really want? But Evan Ingram is a guy who I like, and he is, he managed to make it back to me in the tenth round PPR. Let's go. All right, you grabbed him, and uh, I look. I keep I keep thinking I'm going to take my quarterback, and then I keep sitting here with all of these. Pretty names on the board. All this value. Dude, just take yeah. your freaking quarterback. <laughs> Save your life. There's only one player I want. I swear to you, if you take him, I'm going to I'm going to just explode. Just take your quarterback. Oh my you quarterback. goodness. Uh Khalil Herbert is oh. joining the roster here. Oh, oh good. In the tenth round. Honestly, I, I don't even know if I would have gone that way if I hadn't been trying to find the name. That, I, you thought that was no. I thought that was it. I mean I thought A Chain could have been it. I thought that um Yeah, there's there's know, uh I, I thought Gabe Davis could have been is, it. Is I thought it Zay a, Flowers could have been it. It yeah. is a wide receiver. Okay, my guess was gonna be the babe. It is not the babe because oh. it's full PPR uh, I'm gonna take a gamble here. I I haven't drafted him. No, I guess I guess I was super safe. You guys have named like ten guys. Yeah, what bad guy are you taking? We're in the tenth round, and in a P full PPR, I'll go ahead and draft the guy who I don't know has the most receptions in a season in NFL history. Yeah, I did. Oh, it. Michael Thomas. In Michael Thomas, I uh, I feel like I need him at the Look, wide receiver I'm, position. I'm here for that. Okay, so uh, after Michael Thomas, uh, I I made a horrible, horrible, <laughs> yeah! horrible. <laughs> Horrible mistake. Unbelievable. Eat it. Un I am eating it. I took a stupid Khalil Herbert. Well, it was a great pick. And I all to, to ruin Jason and two teams take a backup and I end up without Tua or Deshaun Watson. Oh baby, yes. Oh baby, yes. <laughs> wow, that is and, and would I trade Herbert for Watson now? Of course I would. That was a a gamble. And I'm blaming the sleeper AI 100% because that is stupid. They took two backups, mm. um, but I'm going to have to eat it. Yeah. And uh, so Watson and two are gone. Jason, you I'm are. I'm going to take a player that I've loved the whole uh, the whole Life? time since. Well, not really because I, I did love the film, but didn't like it for fantasy. But then where he got drafted, I've fallen in love with Devon A-Chain. I've talked about that. One of the players, I uh, I think he's my second highest uh, exposure running back right now in, in underdog, so I'll add him to the roster. Well, I have to draft a quarterback and a tight end, and my quarterbacks have been uh, stripped from my hands, and so I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid here to be my tight end. Mike, you are on the clock with your second-to-last pick. All right, so I have... My draft was going so perfect. <laughs> if I could have taken Watson in the 11th round, that would have been just 
I would have unlocked Jason's. I love my team just now. Grinning. <laughs> you love your team because mm-hmm. of me not getting somebody. Yep. Okay. <laughs> hey, fantasy football is wild. Wow, that was that was a ride, Mike. Go ahead. All right, we're at the back. This is ADP. Can just you can just throw it right in the garbage now. This is where you are looking for. You're looking for upside. You're taking the players that you see a path. You believe something could happen. So at and I'm let's see I'm a little bit thin on the running back position so I got I got Pollard Madison and, and Antonio Gibson uh Samaje P Ryan it feels like the shine is really starting to go away he I think he'll be in, heavily involved still but it's yeah but fantasy involved and fantasy involved right. are, it could be different yeah him. so he's kind of gotten off the board there he may live just to hurt Javante at this point versus being a big performance it's it's certainly possible and actually he, this this player still remains at the top of the of the ADP and he wasn't playing with the starters despite his second round draft capital but Zach Charbonnet should we get into further into the season oh, I'm in big trouble further up oh, oh my yes. gosh oh baby <laughs> yes Oh, baby, Anthony Richardson baby. was my contingency plan. Sorry to cut you off, Mike. No, you're I'm, good. I'm watching three more backup <laughs> quarterbacks go off the mm. board. Anthony Richardson, Kirk Cousins, and Aaron Rodgers, who's always there mm. for the desperation final pick. Um, okay. But go. he was not there. He was not there, Mike. You are up. Russell right. Wilson's still available. He may be my quarterback. We'll find out. All right. We're going uh, to – this player, the, the vibes through the rookie season were pretty bad. The vibes going into the off season. They were pretty bad. The team took a wide receiver in the second round. That felt pretty bad. And yet, training camp, the beat report for this player has started to build and get a bit louder. And I'm going to take Sky Moore of the Kansas City Chiefs. Five quarterbacks have gone <laughs> in the 11th I really should have taken them. Yeah. Oh, I, Mike, I didn't say it because I was afraid you'd take Geno and leave me with yeah. just nothing. Gino's going to have to be the pick here, and I'm going to be I'm going to be scanning that waiver wire, no. probably picking up a little uh, Kyler Murray action or Matthew Stafford action if need be. But the the schedule for Gino to start the year is so good that it's going to be depressing that you high round quarterback guys end up with lower fancy points than my guy does in week one. Gino stacked with your uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right. Gino at the end of the draft is incredible. Woo! Yeah, oh, Bryce Young's not my quarterback in week one. <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, because this is a three wide receiver plus a flex full PPR, I really want to leave here with a handful of wide receivers. I'm going to take a guy who was a massive, massive disappointment last year. Adam Thielen. Oh, gosh. I would never. <laughs> I'm going way better. I'm going with Cortland Sutton. Oh, the guy who has oh, re- no. reportedly Jason, been the, the first read this. It. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it cannot happen to me. If if Sean Payton turns around the Broncos and Cortland Sutton is the biggest beneficiary and he is the player who he was supposed to be and I drafted everywhere last year to be, mm-hmm. I will lose control. <laughs> I, I I've been rising on him uh, based on the fact that he's lost weight. He's looking well, no Tim Patrick and no Tim Patrick and Sean there was Payton no in town. Tim Patrick last year he did not Corlin Sutton to be clear I know he was missed by a bad quarterback he looked awful last season mm-hmm. so the fact he lost some weight whatever he needed to do to try to get healthy be a part of this offense now if you remember he's playing 
the Michael Thomas X role in this offense. That was the plan. I, and so that is a high involvement position, but it's also one he's never really uh, – he hasn't had as many snaps in. Um, so we're done. We finished it up. I want to make a quick announcement, by the way. Uh, the UDK has a new feature. We just added oh, a yeah. brand new – we always have had the current ADP by scoring system sheet in the, AD, in the uh, UDK, which is average draft position, so you can see where players are moving. We just added a new platform comparison ADP tool, which lets you see where players are going platform to platform. I talked about this on yesterday's show. You know, don't just go off of the sleeper ADP if you draft on ESPN. Don't go off the ESPN one if you if you draft on on Yahoo. Look at where they're going and and find those gaps between um, the platforms because uh, they move and shake every day. Yeah, I give you a perfect example here. J.K. Dobbins is a fifth-round pick right now on Sleeper. He's a ninth-round pick right now on ESPN. So, and I, I think Olave's a fourth-rounder on ESPN, which is, oh, that's a chef's kiss. Uh, final rosters here, 10-team, three-wide receiver, PPR mock draft. I have Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, and Jackson Smith and Jigbat wide receiver. I, I do my, – my biggest regret is the Khalil Herbert pick in the 10th round. Uh, because I have five running backs already and good ones in Stevenson, Gibbs, Sanders, and Javante. Herbert probably didn't need him there, could have gone quarterback, could have gone wide receiver in a three wide. So I do regret that pick. It looked like a value in the 10th round. That would be a pick I'd try to flip if this was a real league. Kincaid and Geno are my tight end and quarterback. I, uh, I've i got the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack at the onesie positions. I am weakest at running back where I've got Joe Mixon, Cameron Akers, James Cook, and Devon A-Chain. And then my wide receivers are Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Lockett, Jahan Dotson, Michael Thomas, and Cortland Sutton. At wide receiver, I have Cooper Cup, Christopher Olave, Keenan Allen, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Deontay Johnson, and Sky Moore. At running back, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Antonio Gibson, and Zach Charbonnet. My tight end is Evan Engram. And to go along with my Keenan Allen, I have Justin Herbert. I mentioned Khalil Herbert's my mistake pick. Do you have a, a pick you regret now that you look at your roster? Uh, it, or are you just totally happy and content? I, I don't think it's regret like, oh, I shouldn't have taken Cameron. Like, I shouldn't have. I should have taken Miles Sanders. But that was because of you mm. <laughs> robbing mm. me of beauty. Mm. No, I, I had a few points in the draft where it was, it was unsure, but the the final product came together for me. All right, next week we have the Top 10 Rankings episode. We have Tips and Tricks to Win Your League episode. We have another Mock Draft episode. And, gentlemen, we have the 2023 My Guys episode next week. Oh, oh baby. Oh. Check out that new ADP tool, ultimatedraftkit.com. Yet another resource for you to get ready for your drafts. Back with you next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com and follow us on Twitter at the FFBallers.